Happy New Year! Thanks for joining us for a new episode of our Alexa European Marketing Flash Briefing. In fact, Paul, we're starting our third year with this podcast, Heard Around the World. And it continues to be an amazing adventure. I love it every time we're all together here in the studio. So, what's our topic today, Anna? Well, I'm sure that I'm really going to surprise you and all our friends listening. Someone on the team has a big confession to make. Confession? That he hasn't been keeping his New Year's resolutions? Hmm, George? <laughs> I'm wondering. Mm, not really. Uh, Leslie, maybe you should tell him. I don't want to shock you, boss. So, um, let me explain. During the Christmas holidays, I disconnected Alexa. She's now in a box in my closet. And all alone, poor thing. Well, actually, with two smart plugs to keep her company. Whoa, that is a shock. Did she misbehave? What did she do? You'll have to tell us more right after this break, and most especially, why? The following content is brought to you by Derby Hotels Collection, European luxury hotels. Enjoy a special 10% discount in London, Barcelona and Madrid with the code BVAlexa at DerryHotels.com. So, Leslie, what happened? It seems to me that you may be having a clear case of what I call FOA, or Fear of Alexa. That sounds serious. I hope it's not that bad. As you know, I started as a huge fan of Alexa, but then things began to happen that I didn't like at all. For example? Well, to begin with, Alexa began talking all of a sudden when I hadn't even asked her anything. She interrupted conversations at home with family and friends visiting. And... Leslie, maybe that's because someone mentioned her name? You know, Alexa is what they call the wake word. I understand, but it wasn't exactly that. Sometimes she would also just start talking by herself. And then we often found ourselves actually fighting with her. My boyfriend would ask her to play one song, and she kept insisting on playing another that was completely different. <laughs> oh my god. Did anything else happen? Leslie, you told me about the recordings. That's right. My boyfriend was looking at the activity log, where everything we'd said, and I do mean everything, during the whole year was recorded, and also written down. And Paul, I read about the case in the United States, where Alexa accidentally recorded a couple's private conversation in Oregon, and then sent it to a friend up in Seattle. To be honest, I totally understand you. I've had those Alexa moments too. But just to reassure you, Amazon has been very good lately at explaining why those things can occur. And in their Alexa Privacy Hub, there's now a lot of information on how you can delete all of your conversations, and it's very clear and visual. We've put up links and screenshots on our blog for anyone interested at blog.bevirtual.com. Carrie, could you please tell everyone where to look? Just go to the blog's Alexa section and look for the program notes in the post for this episode, which is Season 3, Episode 1. Leslie, I also think fear of Alexa is out there because Amazon was criticized when it came out that specific employees, meaning humans, actually listen to small subsets of recordings. The company insists it is all anonymous and only to refine Alexa's natural language capabilities. 
To be honest, I'm not sure those assurances are enough. I mean, Alexa is super convenient. But, you know. I am glad you brought this up, Leslie. In fact, George and Henry, our techie, will both join us in the second segment to explore all of this much more. Paul, I really think that this fear of Alexa for is also a result of doubts many people have after seeing Netflix documentaries such as The Social Dilemma. That's an excellent point. In fact, I share those concerns. One thing especially shocked me in that documentary. What was that, Paul? I think I know. Was it when the actual pioneers of leading social media admitted that the algorithms driven by artificial intelligence, AI, are getting out of control? Yes, Anna. And recently, I've followed some of the videos on YouTube of Rob Braxman, a leading privacy expert. He warns that voice tech is, in his opinion, quote, the most elaborate surveillance infrastructure, unquote, ever invented. What is his main objection? Welcome, George. He has many warnings for us. So many, in fact, that I'll only have time to list three of them. The first is lack of ethics and transparency. Second, the dangers of having our voice prints on the cloud. And then how those very voice biometrics might be used the wrong way. Now you're starting to scare me, Paul. Do you see what I mean, guys? Henry, good to see you again. Speaking of ethics and transparency, please share what you told me about the Google Duplex project. Sure, it's pretty incredible. Already back in 2018, the CEO of Google did a demo of an AI voice bot that sounded so human, the person whom it called never knew it was actually a program. A synthetic, computer-generated voice. We've put a video of that telephone conversation up on the blog as well. Cool, Carrie. What happened is that this voice bot calls up a hair salon and makes an appointment with the receptionist there. The Google Voice sounds just like any California girl, and the program is able to carry on a completely normal conversation, change appointment times, etc. Did a woman in that hair salon know that the caller was not a real person? She had no idea. You know, I find what Henry just told us very troubling. Big tech companies need to observe ethical guidelines. For example, signaling in such a phone call that one of the parties is not human. Fortunately, initial recommendations exist. In fact, here in the UK, the British Standards Institute created some of the first. Back in 2016 they published BS8611, Guide to the Ethical Design and Application of Robots. The question is, will companies actually follow those rules about transparency? Very true. Rob Braxman warns us to be very careful about giving our unique biometric IDs to companies. Fingerprints, facial recognition, and voice prints are becoming ubiquitous. Rob is also known as the Internet Privacy Guy. He does great work. One thing Alexa asks users to do, especially for voice purchases, is to record their voices to capture individual voice profiles. And Braxman just hates that. With voice profiles, he says, we completely lose control over our primary biometric ID, our one and only voice. I see you're well informed. He says the problem is that your voice print is then sent over the net to the cloud. 
in many cases, totally open to hackers. In their small print, Amazon states that the personal recording of your voice is sent to their servers encrypted. A matter of faith, of course. However, Rob reminds us that our unique voice ID, from then on and in all cases, is stored on servers together with written transcripts of our conversations indefinitely. So we really do need to trust Amazon now, by hook or by crook. All brands need to cultivate trust and foster a long-term relationship. An issue so important that we will dedicate an upcoming podcast to it. In our final segment now, I've asked George to complete the picture. George, we're almost out of time, yet I find it very important for everyone to understand how our personal voice ID might possibly be misused. This way, we can all make intelligent decisions regarding voice technology. I fully agree. Alexa is indeed wonderful, and everything we have shared here over the past two seasons does truly improve our lives. However, please listen closely now to Henry and me. There's so much data on this that I've uploaded a lot of resources to our blog. I think the most important link is the one to an article in The Intercept. It shows what can happen to our voice prints when governments use voice and audio files to identify us. Right. Here are the key points. Voice biometrics are huge. That industry's revenues will top $5 billion by 2024, and one of the leaders in the field is a company called Nuance Communications. So companies have a vested interest in capturing, using, and selling our personal voice biometrics. And as you yourself know, not only companies. More importantly, I'm referring to those entities Rob Braxman calls the three-letter agencies, NSA, CIA, FBI, M16, and others. Yes, you've told me there are worrisome things governments are doing today as they unite voice and artificial intelligence. Some examples? Glad to. And I urge everyone to read that Intercept article Henry has put up on the blog. Basically, once your voice print is up on the cloud and in databases, you can be found and your voice matched anywhere on the planet by any organization listening to you. During a phone call, on the internet or thanks to an audio file. The American NSA had these capabilities as early as 1985. In the EU, an Interpol project was launched in 2017 that can identify a person, even in the midst of many different languages. Nuance Communications helped Turkey to collect voice data from over 10 million people. And the Chinese Communist Party can identify the voice, IP number, and home address of millions of its citizens. My self-admitted fear of Alexa seems almost innocent. What you just said is simply chilling. Great work, guys. And yes, Leslie, I think you can let Alexa out of the closet. Plug her back in, but be sure to use the privacy tools. For my part, I have begun to limit my use of mobile audio messages too, since they upload my voice to unknown servers. Good tip, Paul. Everyone listening should pay close attention to any and all use of our biometrics. Thanks again to the entire team. As we sign off, we hope this has been very valuable for you. I think we can all enjoy Alexa and other voice assistants without suffering FOA. <laughs> so just please stay safe and informed, and we'll talk to you again very soon. 
And just a quick note for our listeners, we'll be back again very soon with more innovation in European marketing on our Alexa Flash Briefing. Uh, I also hope that you'll uh, be sure to join us uh, at the blog at blog.bevirtual.com. Look for the Alexa section, and that's where you'll find many of the resources, not only for this particular episode, but for all of the previous episodes. So goodbye and talk again soon. This flash briefing is brought to you several times a month by Barcelona Virtual, a European internet pioneer. To visit us, type the letter B together with virtual.com. That's bvirtual.com. Thank you.